Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me again today. Today, I want to talk about, oh, I got something that's a real mind bender, and it has to do with setting goals and sales. This is truly a mind bender. It is awesome. It is going to change the way you think. Are you ready? Here it comes. So I'm listening to Mr. Wonderful, Shark Tank, if you don't know what I'm referring to. Mr. Wonderful is Kevin O'Leary. And Kevin O'Leary said something in this interview that just caught my attention, like, you know, made me tilt my head like a dog, you know, when they hear something. What? And here's what he essentially said. He looked at 10 years worth of data, so to speak, of all the companies he's owned and worked with or has a partnership in or a share of. And what he found, that the best returns, 99% in his words, are companies run by women. Ooh, 99% of all positive returns are from women who run the companies. Now, he's not trying to gain brownie points by, you know, by, again, being on the women's side. He's not trying to do that. He's looking at the data. And whether it's a large company or a mid-sized company or small company, guess what? 99% of the returns that he's experiencing are run by women. Now, he said, okay, so what is this? So at this point, they begin to look at the data based on what he's, how he's telling the story. And he says, is it time management? Is it because women are better at time management? Is it because women are better at multitasking? So in other words, he just went back to the data because at the end of the day, it's all about the data. Go back to the data. And so what he found was very interesting. And again, uh, I'll put a link in the description to, so you can find this interview. It's really fascinating. But in this, he talked about how companies, these companies that he invests in, partners with, basically he challenges them to set 90-day sales goals. 90-day sales goals, record that. Now, what he found in looking closer at the data is that companies run by men hit their target number 65% of the time with an annual average annual growth rate of about 30%. The number to focus here on is they hit their target 65% of the time. These are men. Now, then he went to the women and he found out that those companies run by women, 95%, as opposed to 65, 95% of the time, they hit their target number with an average annual growth rate of 17% versus 30% for men. But what's interesting is the targets. They were able to hit their target 95% of the time. Now, they're not growing as fast, but they're hitting their number consistently. So he says to himself, hmm, what are these women doing? Are they lowballing? Are they just trying to you know, lower the number to exceed expectation? So what they then did is look at the data one more time, just zoom in a little more. And what they found was even more fascinating, and this is what I want you to focus in on. When they looked at those targets, why women were hitting 95% of their target goals, their sales goals, first of all, they set realistic goals. This is interesting. Men apparently are not setting as realistic goals as the women are because they're only hitting their target number 
65% of the time. Men, women are doing it 95%. So women are setting more realistic goals. No, this is not the cherry on top yet. Here it comes. Wait for it. Wait for it. It's coming your way. Then, because they're more likely to set realistic goals, guess what? They're more likely to hit their target. And because they hit their target more often, here's where the data gets really interesting, they created a culture of winning. They created a culture of winning. And here it comes, here it comes, here comes the big one. And because they created this culture of winning by setting realistic goals, that led to a low turnover. In other words, people were staying with the company longer. And because people were staying with the company longer, this led to creating a consistent culture across these companies. But here's the payoff. Companies that had realistic goals, mostly women-run companies that had realistic goals, had a 38% drop in turnover. Let me say that again. Because the goals were realistic, people hung around more because they were winning and people loved to win. Because they hung around, they didn't leave the company. And again, that meant that staff turnover dropped by 38% and it freed up cash flow as much as 11%. So now this is interesting because what this is saying is that instead of doing stretch goals that maybe people don't believe in, maybe you should use realistic goals. See, by reducing the goals to something that's realistic, everybody can buy in. They can see it. I like to call that the line of sight. If I have a line of sight that I can hit that goal and there is a line of sight, I can see it, I'm more motivated to chase it and go after it. But when you set an unrealistic goal that has no line of sight, you know, they, you know I've had bosses who set these goals that are so high, you can't even imagine getting there. And because you can't imagine getting there, you as a manager put pressure on your salespeople to perform at another, at a higher level. And when they can't see how they're going to get there, they get, I'll just say, disenfranchised and de demotivated, and they leave the company. So this is an interesting twist. Most people want to have stretch goals. And again, I think we all should have a little bit of stretch. But beyond stretch is unrealistic. And the subsequent result, the derivative result of unrealistic goals is that people leave. But the positive side of this story that he tells is that by setting realistic goals, people buy into the goals. Because they buy into the goal, they believe in the goal, that it's achievable, it's believable, we can do this. And when they do hit the goals, it creates, again, this culture of winning. But again, the derivative effect is that because people are hanging around because they love winning with this company, they also create a consistent culture that basically, you know, when you look at the customer experience, that's what customers want. They want to know that they can call into a company and it's consistent service all the time. Do you see how setting realistic goals, realistic sales goals, really is beyond just hitting your number. It trickles down into your organization 
and your culture. Give this some thought the next time you decide you want to put your goals together. Think about how it impacts you mentally, but more importantly, think about how it impacts your sales team and those people who support your salespeople. And that is it for the Sales Influence Podcast. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. You know the deal. Let me know what you think. I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, check out my online sales training platform. You know the deal again, the sales of Velocity Academy. 40 courses. We're over 400 videos now, adding one to two new courses every month. Get access to all my books for a low, low price. Check out the website, salesvelocityacademy.com. If you're serious about increasing your velocity, that's where you'll go. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Hi, I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes. But the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them.